Hey, it's my privilege to, as Kurt mentioned, to close our series, The Rescue. We launched this series back at Easter time. Easter always reminds us that God has done for us in Christ what we cannot do for ourselves. I mean, God's work through Christ. In the book of John says that from the very beginning, God set his heart on us. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. You keep reading. One of the beauties of John chapter 1. I love Eugene Peterson's translation. He says, The Word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Now that is up close and personal. For the last several weeks, we've been walking through the I am's of Jesus. With each I am, there's an invitation to experience him in an up close and personal way. And I just love that. As I was preparing this week, I just went back and revisited briefly and as I did, my heart was warmed, my soul was strengthened. This morning I awakened with a dream running in my head, I loved it, a gospel choir singing beautifully with all of the energy and the soul, it was so rich. And the richness of it was the song they were singing don't remember all the words to it, but I know this, I can take away the heart of it, and it is, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. The I am's of Jesus invite us to welcome God into our lives, and if you haven't noticed, there is art that represents the I am's of Christ on the wall over there. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about Jesus, the one who says that he is the way. I love that image. I love that image because we don't have to mark our own pathway. We, we don't have to blaze a trail through the wilderness. Jesus has already done it. If we want to be biblical, we don't have to blaze our way through the desert. Jesus has already been there. And when you find yourself there, he will be there with you. And I'm just going to jump in now to John chapter 14. And Jesus speaking, he says to his disciples, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would not have told you that. Uh, I, would, I would have told you. Let me get it right. If that, my father's house has many rooms, if that were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. Would I have told you I'm going? Man. <laughs> Woo. I should just start over. Hey, my name's Alan. Oh. <laughs> if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. There it is. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me 
that you also may be where I am. You know the place I'm going. Just pause. As I was reading through that, and actually, it was just so free-flowing when I was reading it, not like this morning. It was just so free-flowing. This thought came to me. Have you ever stepped into a story that's already fully engaged? Like, like a theater? You're, you're late. Um, you got sent for the popcorn. Right? And then the line was longer than you imagined. And by the time you got the popcorn and the drinks and you got in, you're walking into the middle, like, like the introduction of the story sort of already passed, and you're walking into some action. And you sit down and you lean over to your friend and say, what's happening? What's happening? This is that. What's happening? And so before we continue in John 14, let me just take you back and give you some of the backstory so that we can really lean into this notion of Jesus being the way. Here it is. Go back to John 13, verse 1. It just says this. It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. I would just suggest you go back and read all of the I am's that get you to this place. And remember that Jesus wants to make himself known to us up close and personally. Colin Cruz reminds us that in the process of this journey, Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. He's spoken deeply about troubling matters. He's spoken about the trouble that one of them would betray him. He's also saying to them, as we've read already, that he's going to leave them. He continues and he says to Peter, Peter, I know you think this one thing, but actually you're going to not be able to do that. You're going to deny me. He's going to be led away to trial. He's going to be taken to the cross, condemned to death. And Colin Cruz summarizes it by saying, in this moment, their faith will be tested sorely. Their faith will be tested sorely. It was to fortify them in these circumstances that Jesus' teaching begins in John 14, verses 1 through 11. Can I highlight the three words that are really important to me? Betrayal. Betrayal. If you put yourself into the text... Judas is the one who betrays, but I also know you've been betrayed. Loss. The loss of a friend, the loss of a mentor, the loss of a colleague. And betrayal and loss almost always lead us to confusion. We don't know where we're going, and we don't know what we're doing. And into this betrayal, loss, and confusion, Jesus speaks because he speaks to address the fact that it's 
quite possible that our worlds have been turned upside down in a moment. Let me ask you, when was the last time your world was turned upside down? When was the last time your world was turned upside down? Betrayal, loss, confusion? Here's why I ask. Because troubling times often erode our trust and shrink our faith. Doubt creeps in. Shadowy, long-reaching doubt creeps in. And Jesus knows this is true of us as humans. So in this passage, he speaks to them and to us and says, in troubling times, you are not alone. Jesus spoke to them and speaks to us words that strengthen us. And give us hope. Can I just extract those words for just a minute? This is going to be really short. I just want to tell you what Jesus speaks to us. In this passage, Jesus says this to us. You are loved. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Why? Because your hearts are troubled. You are loved you believe in God believe also in me my father's house has many rooms if that were not so would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place I'm going. Oh, this verse oozes, oozes relationship with God. Never, never forget that you are loved. Never, never forget that we are loved. Yes, 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 you are. Yes, 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 we are. We are those who have been invited to receive love. And in Christ's love, we are held safe and secure. Receive this truth. Believe this truth. Kurt reminded us a few weeks ago that the work of the kingdom is believing. Believing. Believe this truth. Don't give up. Don't let go. Because as you follow Christ, you and I share in the life of God. Your love. big rock of I'm the way, the truth, and the life is that you're loved. That, that's the big rock. Now, the second thought in this passage 
is simply this. You have everything you need in and through Jesus. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then Thomas says, I don't think so. I love, I love Thomas. Thomas says what we're afraid to say. Thomas says what we're afraid to say. He speaks the truth. He says, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And so for us to receive everything that Jesus has for us, we need to be people who are expressing honesty and vulnerability to open the door to receive. We just got to be honest. There's no need to pretend you got it together when you don't. Right? We just don't need to do that. And Thomas is just so good. He just said, I don't get it. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you're going. Like I said, Thomas says what we're afraid to say. We don't know what's happening. We don't know where you're going. We don't know how to get there. And could I just say to you that for me, for me, And my prayer for us is that we be a people who practice vulnerability and honest communication in our relationship with Jesus and in our relationship with one another. Honesty and vulnerability open the possibility for travelers in this life to join hands and lock arms to walk together. One of the great one of the great words that Kurt uses regularly and he invites us to is simply this. He says we want to be a people who practice humility. We want to be a people who practice humility. Let me suggest to you that honesty and vulnerability are expressions of humility. It's pulling back the curtain saying, I don't have my act all together. You know how hard we work at that. We work so, we spend so much emotional energy trying to be something we can't be. Like the energy to pretend. I grew up in this era and I just want to say we should let it go into the ditch and do not send the tow truck after it (laughs) right here's here's the statement that I heard all the time let it go fake it till you make it no 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 faking necessary be honest be vulnerable 
John Wimber used to say, never trust a leader who doesn't walk with a limp. If you haven't noticed, we all got one. It's called the human limp. You, you didn't have to do anything to get it except be human. Right? We all walk the same. We, we limp differently, but we all limp. And the truth is, for us to live well in the kingdom of God, for us to live well in Jesus the way, we receive from Him what we do not have because He is generous to give it to, give it to us in our moments of brokenness and pain, in our loss and in our struggle. We are those who practice honesty and vulnerability. These things serve us well as we follow Jesus in this life. Don't be afraid to regularly engage humility as you live out these two life practices, honesty and vulnerability. As we continue reading the text, there's another practice that opens the door for us to receive. And it's revealed in this. We should celebrate the mystery of Jesus. Philip helps us out. He says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Now, I'm not knocking Philip, because I am Philip. You ever get familiar with Jesus? Your buds? Pals? I'm all for that, but he's more than that. He's more than that. And just when we think we have him to the right size, and you know what the right size is? The size that fills our box. Our expectation, our comfort, right? That, that's really what it's all about. Jesus being simply the box filled with comfort. And then he goes and does something like this. He says, how is it that you don't know? That you're, you asked me to show you the Father. How is it that you don't already know him? You see, Jesus is surprised. They've spent a lot of time together. And actually, he's a little bit disappointed, I think. But he doesn't kick Philip to the curb. He just reminds him that he needs to take another look at the mystery of who he is. And so let's review that really quickly, the mystery of who he is. Remember, we've been talking about this. Remember, 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 Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. Bread sustains physical life, so Christ also sustains our spiritual life. I'm the light of the world. Jesus shines brightly and asks us to let him lead the way. I'm the door of the sheep. Jesus is one who protects and guides from predators and those who would seek to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus says, I 
and the resurrection and the life. His friend Lazarus has been raised from the dead and Jesus says, death is not the final word. He says, I'm the good shepherd. Jesus is committed to watching and caring over us. And Jesus says, I'm the true vine. Saying that if we remain attached to him, he will flow through us with the life that comes only from him. We could go on, and I got a couple minutes to do it. Jesus continues talking to Philip. Believe that I'm in the Father, and the Father's in me. One, the words I say are not my own. The authority with which I speak belongs to him because I'm doing what he does. He says, Believe the things I do if you can't believe the words I say. Because the evidence of the presence of Father is in the things I do. And then he says, you can't miss this. This is part of the I'm the way. He says, and you will do, you will do what I do, what I've been doing. And you know how we'll do that? The same way Jesus did it. The whisper of the Spirit that speaks the word of the Father, that leads to the deeds of the Father, the kingdom breaking into the now. This is what happens in Jesus. The kingdom comes. Let me just remind you, Luke 4. He says, it is happening because I've been anointed to inaugurate it. And I, I, I won't even think about the mystery of this. It's way too big for me. I, I don't get it. I, just, I, I mean, I'll live in the mystery. I won't try to explain it. He says, when we do the works, he says, the works we do will be even greater than the works he did. I, I, there's all kinds of theological ideas about what that means. And I just scratch my head and say, huh, I'd like to be a part of that. Here it is. Here it is. Rightly understood. He says, ask, 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 ask me for anything. And I will do it. So as we conclude this series, The Rescue, John's been writing to us, and what he's been saying is that from beginning to end, we're invited to know Jesus up close and personal. In a summary statement about the purposes for his writing in John 20, I leave you with this because he leaves us with few questions. 
John 20, verse 30 and 31. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not recorded in this book. Now he's going to ooze some relationship. John, John gives us the heart of Jesus because this is what he was doing in his neighborhood connection. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing that believing, that by believing you may have life in his name. I hear that gospel choir. I feel the presence of God as they sing in my dreams. My heart longs personally to welcome the Spirit in all things to experience the life of Jesus. And I long for this church to welcome the presence of the Spirit to walk out the life of Jesus. To walk in the life of Jesus. We're going to pray. Why don't you stand? Three things that this brings me to. It's possible that you're here today. You're exploring faith, investigating Jesus, thinking about who he is and what you think about him, just sort of navigating your way. And the work that Jesus does by the power of his spirit is he speaks to us. He touches us in ways that we understand and know that it is he who is at work. It's possible today that there's been an intrusion or an invasion or an invitation of his love. And the invitation of his love today is simply, I am the way. Will you follow me? I'm the way. Will you follow me? If there's any sense if there is any sense that that is your desire, your hunger, you've never, you've never done that before. But there's this sense, Jesus says, I'm the way. Will you follow me? I want to just ask you to be bold. Just be bold. Here's the deal. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but I am going to ask you to let me know. So if that's you, would you just raise your hand? Like, just raise your hand and hold it up. Yeah? Jesus is speaking. Yep, yep. 
Jesus is speaking, I'm the way, I'm the way. Will you follow me? I'm the way, will you follow me? So we pray. Lord Jesus, feed this hunger in our souls. Continue to call us to follow you in all things with humility. All things with humility by being transparent honest as we lean into you. Just two other thoughts, and I'm going to ask you to come forward for this. If you want prayer for this, I'm going to ask our team, if if you're part of our prayer team, ministry team, would you come and um, just let people know that you're available to pray? Here's the two things. The second thing is simply a welcoming issue will you welcome Jesus by opening the door of your heart with this thought I receive all that you have for me I receive all that you have for me I don't know what that is but you do maybe or maybe you don't you just want it I receive all that you have for me like this is mysterious you don't have to know You just have the longing inside of your heart that says, I want to receive all that you have for me. Whatever I have, I think you have more. I want it. I want you to come forward for prayer. And then similar to this is the final one. Jesus, would you ignite my curiosity? Expand my love. Cause me to see you for more of who you are. Break any boundaries that I have established to preserve my comfort and fill me with more of your life. If you want that or anything else, I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing. You're free to go. If you have children in children's ministry, go get them. You can bring them back. It'll be okay. If you need to go, you're free. We pray the peace of the Lord will be with you. So I bless you now to receive the one who knows us best and loves us most. To receive his invitation to follow him in all things. To joyfully say, Jesus, I receive that you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. Bless this now, I pray, to multiply in our hearts, multiply in our deeds, so that receiving your life, causes us to be lights that shine brightly in your world and people who are people of peace. I bless these your people now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.